Hi guys, this is Grace and we're here in Mansfield waiting for the show to start. We had a really good time tailgating. It's a little wet. It's a little wet. Uh, but we had a good tailgate uh, under our tent. Now we are very much uncovered. We're in the uncovered seats in Mansfield. Um, so if it rains, we're getting wet. We're having a great time. Zan, what, what's your experience been like? I would say it's spitting now, but threatening to pour. And it's kind... We, um, at tailgating, um, uh, we kind of lost a football under the car. So yeah, it's like, under the car. You're going to have to really remind me Never really do that. bad footballing. <laughs> never really do that. And you're listening to The, the Pod, Pod That Jane Likes. This is a DMB Society podcast. I got a little sister named Jane. And this is the pod that Jane likes. And now, here are your hosts, Jeanette, Trisha, Matt, and Sean. Hi, welcome back to the pod that Jane likes. This is Trisha. I'm here with my esteemed DMB experts. Matt, Jeanette, and Sean, how are you guys? Hi, Trisha. Hello. Hi. Uh, we actually all just saw each other a few days ago at we Denim did. Company Philadelphia. Matt and Jeanette are currently on their bus to Denim Company City Field. Reporting live from the proverbial Denim Company the bus. bus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're going to go to City Field two nights and off to Fenway for another two. We're going to discuss Dead and Company in a future episode because there was actually a lot of feedback from you listeners that you'd like us to give a review on uh, what it was like for the four of us to go to a different show. So stay tuned for that. But any quick comments now? We're kind of a little bit still on a high. It was a great it was a great show from my perspective, my first Dead and Company show. But any comments from the group? Just how incredible, what a, what a great first show for this, you know, we're, Matt and I are doing five shows in the next, what, 10 days. So just to, mm-hmm. just, just what an incredible first show of that, of that run. Um, and it was incredible to experience it with the three of you and what a treat, what a treat. Yeah. I had been anticipating this show from the moment that Dead and Company announced that this was going to be their final tour. And so I've just been like just counting down the days and it did not disappoint. The one thing I wanted to say, cause I know we're going to talk about this in a future episode is the whole set was awesome. Um, we had a great spot on the field. The lights were amazing. The production was amazing. The highlight for, I think all of us was eyes of the world, which Absolutely. was I yeah. think, fourth song of the second set. And I thought it was really notable because that was the first Grateful Dead song that DMB ever covered. And we had talked about it once before on the podcast. So it was just really cool to, um, to hear that it was just incredible. Go listen to the recording, Philly, June 15th, right? Is the date that yep. we, we were there. It was just great. So, uh, but more to come. Yeah. And there's something to be said for the fact that Dead and Company has been at this for a number of years. And I don't know what uh, everyone else in the group thinks, but this might be the best they've ever sounded. Like it's, it's Ooh. kind of, uh, ironic uh sad in some ways that that this is coming mm-hmm. to an end because uh they sound incredible at the moment really really good yeah it's definitely bittersweet for sure i, mean, I definitely swayed with my eyes shut for like three hours <laughs> <laughs> it was really, you sure did <laughs> yeah the music really induced that so it was a great it was a great experience but back to our number one band We'll go back. <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Before we dive into what was a banger of a weekend. Oh, oh. Hey. Roll your eyes at me, actually. I <laughs> uh, just want to take a minute, as always, thank you for listening and for repping us out in public with your shirts and your stickers. It means so much. This is episode 36. So if you've been here for 36 episodes, thank you. And if you're new here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at pod that Jane likes. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and writing a review. And speaking of reviews, we would like to start something fun here. If you leave us a review and send it to us either through Instagram or you can email us at pod that Jane likes at gmail.com, you will be automatically entered to win a sticker and we'll pick a review each week and send you one. So Thank you for doing that. Thank you for those that already wrote a review. The reviews are awesome, and we just are so appreciative. 
Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, may I say also thank you for everybody who put in the work at Mansfield. I'll talk about Mansfield a little bit later, but uh, I was a I was a um, stealth concert goer, and I know a lot of people wore their shirts, and um, you know a couple of people came up to me, but I was undercover. And so thank you everybody else for, for putting in the work. Hmm, that's nice. <laughs> so let's dive into what was a really awesome weekend and what we like to call the opener. We had Banger this weekend. We had Mansfield this weekend. We had Rain. We had tour debuts. We had a song debut. We had all the things. But first, let's talk about Banger. This was a Friday night concert series show on Sirius XM. None of us were there. And leading up to it, if you looked at Ticketmaster, it appeared like no one was going to be at that show. And <laughs> we saw, right. yeah, we saw pit tickets going for $27. Wild. But then when you looked at the pictures, it did look like it filled in. So there was a lot of rain. There was a delay. It appeared appeared to be a sloppy one, but an awesome one. So Jeanette, I'll kick it to you. What were your thoughts on the night in Bangor from afar? Sure. I think that I actually said to the three of you, maybe when while while we were in Philly, um, while we were leaving the dead, I said, Bangor's going to be either the worst show of the tour (laughs) or the best show of the tour. And I was... So surprised it was the latter. Like I really had no <laughs> such low expectations. And then when it got a then when they got rain delayed, I was like, oh God, this is gonna be awful. Like I was waiting for the sh- for the the yep. show to come on serious. I was, you know, listening to the Friday night concert series and and then it was just hit after hit after <laughs> hit. And I was just like, oh a lot of plus ones. my god, a lot what a lot of plus ones. A lot of plus ones. I think. We were all like in the high teens on our boss scores, right? Yeah. Like it was, it wasn't, it was pretty insane. Like I just was, just couldn't believe my ears. And I just, every, like literally after every song, I was like, all right, they're, you know, they're going to start. It's going to go down. <laughs> nope. Then it would be Boa. Then it would be Lion or Graves. Then there's a debut. I mean, it really was incredible. And I am so happy for all the people that had to stand in the rain that drove all the way out there. Stand in the rain all night and then, you know, and wait for the show to start. And it's there's always it's always so nerve wracking and anxiety inducing when a show gets delayed because of weather, because then you're like, I don't you know, what if it doesn't happen? And I drove all the way out here and I can't make the rescheduled date. You know, it's very anxiety inducing. So I'm so glad that they delivered for those fans. So glad. 100 percent. I am. I felt the same. I've I've been at shows with, you know, rain related uh, delays and. One of my thoughts was when I tuned into Sirius to listen to this at, you know, what time was it? 7.30, 7.45 and there was no music. And then I wanted to the Almanac and there was no, no, there was nothing listed. I was like, oh my God, like either A, it gets delayed so long that you get a shortened show or they reschedule. And as we all just, or as Jeanette just said, uh, it was the complete opposite. Right. Uh, it was a full show and, um, you know, just an amazing amazing set list both on paper and you know we were lucky enough to be able to listen to a show this Mm -hmm. good on you know the friday night concert series i think even things that uh were normally you know oh they did this so let's skip over that i don't know if you guys saw the um copper pot instagram clip of it could happen uh where dave uh sort of did this wailing outro we were still dreaming Incredible. I remember we were the, when we were in the woodlands and they played it could happen. And I, I think I talked uh, a couple of podcasts ago about how that started to transition to, into other songs, uh, which I still think is amazing. Just adding this like wailing outro. I mean, like next show, if I get it could happen, I'm going to be really excited about it. You oh, know, like yeah. so. 
that was my that was my highlight of the night. I posted a reel on my Instagram too. If you don't follow me, Trish DMB twenty three on Instagram, I posted just the whaling part because I couldn't I couldn't believe my ears. I was like, "What's this part?" And it was so like I had chills from mm. afar when you could feel that kind of power just over a live stream like that. I just uh, that was that was a really big standout for me. How about you, Sean? Yeah, Anything? I, I think. So this was the 14th U.S. stop of the tour, and I think that uh, this is about as good of an example as we have of as, as close to a perfect album tour year show, I think, yes. as you're going to get. It was still Walk Around the Moon Heavy, five songs, the most played album, um, and that's been consistent. But this was really just a fantastic mix start to finish really you know i i think that anytime a show starts with pig and jtr you already won <laughs> yeah like what what really needs to be said you know so that that was pretty fantastic and then as the night goes on we end up with a song debut you know I, again here we are in an album tour year and 14 shows into the tour we're getting a brand new song that nobody's ever heard before mind-blown emoji right like everybody yeah. was the mind-blown emoji like what is happening right what? now like what? where'd this come from what's going yeah. on yeah yeah so out of nowhere and not only was it a new song but a song that it's almost caught me off guard how well received this song has been so far mm -hmm. online uh it's it's been uh the yeah. topic of a number of conversations in a number of places and it seems like the the song so far and and thankfully it was a serious xm broadcast so we do have uh, an, a, a professionally released version of it now but the song has been very well received and it it's it's such a cool thing that this band has the ability to be on the road in the middle of an album tour and then drop something totally new on us it definitely caught me off guard and i think it caught uh, just about everyone else off guard too so I have I have a lot of thoughts about this song for many different reasons. But one of the first things that I want to say about it is this is one of the song. It, so the song was copyrighted in 2016 and appeared on a list of songs during a studio session that the band did, I believe, with Rob Cavallo, which yep. was before Come Tomorrow. Now, if you remember, we've talked about Come Tomorrow on here before being sort of this taped together compilation, different producers, um, Mark Batson, Rob Cavallo, I believe Rob Evans and John Alasia also are producers on the album. And so this song was from that session. Now, what always blows my mind about, about DMB and about, you know, we talked about, you know, I know we've said it many times last summer, the Sirius XM interview with Ari when Dave said the album was in the bag, why did it take so long, et cetera. How are we getting a 2016 <laughs> song during an album tour? Right. That, uh, Seven that years later. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was like the second mind-blown emoji. I mean, this song is awesome. We were talking about Dave's interviews and uh, sort of the inspiration for a lot of stuff. And, you know, I, I hit on uh, the loss that Dave has experienced. And, you know, this song could potentially be about his friend Mark, the, the one who we talked about who um, dropped dead when they were going on a bike ride. And, you know, there's all this, uh, uh, these amazing lyrics about Dave taking the long way, but his friend taking a shortcut, you know, just like, just like real heart wrenching mm -hmm. lyrics about losing a friend um, and being without them, you know, which I, I could seriously relate to, I've talked about my friend Foz on here. We talk about our Foz scores and everything, but so that was, that was where my head and my heart immediately went to with these lyrics, but you know, just, just what a, what a song to just, you know, pull out of nowhere. Yeah. Punch <laughs> uh, in the gut. As I said, especially on an album. Punch tour. in the gut. Yeah. And the song's called only takes a moment. Cha-cha. 
Well, it was originally called Cha Cha on the orig- on the original track listing of what was copyrighted in 2016. But on all the set lists, it does say only takes a moment. However, on the band set list, it does say Cha Cha. So right. TB, T- yeah, TBD on the <laughs> And I believe and- Stefan tweeted Cha Cha as well after the song debuted. Mm-hmm. So in- internally, it seems like they are all about Cha Cha being the name. What another thing that is noteworthy, I think, about the song is that, and we're going to get into the next show because Matt was there, but the lyrics changed, and mm-hmm. and I think it's really interesting that here we are in 2023, and we kind of, in some ways, it feels like we've gone back in time because Dave is now writing on the road. Is is mm-hmm. that is that where we're at? <laughs> well, one thing um, one thing about Mansfield. Uh, that I want to mention about this song specifically before we get into a more general Mansfield conversation. Dave introduced the song and said, maybe you guys can help me find a name for it. Sure, uh, right. I yeah. don't know if you guys saw oh, the, yeah. the video on that. Yeah. So, right. yep. which I thought it was, really uh, is TBD. Was <laughs> it really is TBD. All that, I like yeah. the name Cha-Cha. I think it's cool. Yeah. If you haven't heard the song, it references Cha-Cha on the corner drinking a gin. And wow, I that's think that's cool. cool. Yeah. It's, cool. it's like There's... sort of like one of those, one of those, um, Song titles that has nothing to do with the song, right? Like Samurai know? Cop, exactly. Yeah, like like, Samurai Cop, exactly. You know, but but yeah, I just like I like the uh, the imagery. We 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 talk about Dave's imagery a lot, and there hasn't and, and you know in the recent year, recent songs that it hasn't been. You know, you can't really visualize characters, and I feel like mm-hmm. this is one yeah. of those like a Bismarck where like I'm I'm seeing the story unfold, and yeah. you know, in my mind. So yeah, the ve- very very surprising and just. Uh, just a nod to the this band that we love so much that just keeps surprising us. And, we, you know, as soon as we think like, oh, they're getting tired, they're playing the same sets. Right. They just kick us right in the shins. Mm-hmm. Right. And and right. I, that's why we keep going. This is why we keep going. Well, it <laughs> does make, it made me think, like, well, what else is there? Exactly. Right. Is this my, I, I wanted to take a poll and ask you guys, do you think that there is, there are B-sides. Like, is Bismarck a B-side in the Walk Around the Moon sessions? Yes. Is Cha-Cha a B-side? Or did this just come out of nowhere? Like, was I, think, this just... I think these are B-sides. I think these were probably worked in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like how when Come Tomorrow came out, Come On, Come On, like, we had no idea. Because that Come yep. Tomorrow came out before the Bats and Sessions, right? We had no idea that Come On, Come On was this song that was so right. old. Like, you know, so I think they just bring them back. For, they bring them back, and either they make it or they don't, you know? Bismarck's an, an interesting comparison because they came out in the same time period, or or should I say they were written based on the info that we have during the same time period. And I do think there's a lot of similarities. The, the, the most glaring one to me is the fact that both songs are a mouthful to perform. There's a lot of lyrics to both of these songs. And I do, I do think that, you know, that is, is kind of a natural, something natural that, that kind of binds these two songs together. They're, they're not the same, obviously, but right. I do very much think if you listen to them side by side, you can tell that they have a similar vibe. They're, they're from a similar period in time. What's crazy to me, too, is, is that, you know, they weren't good enough to make the album, but they're good enough to whip out on the tour, which is just mind-blowing. And I'm here for it. I am here for it. Yeah. I'm not here. I love the albums, but I'm not here for the albums, right? I'm here for the live show. So right. they're going to give them to me live, and that's how they want to serve them to me. That's how, I'll, I'll, that's how I will receive them. I will eat what you serve. Exactly. <laughs> so to recap, Banger, they get a Rain Delay, a Pig JTR Nancy's opener, a new song called Only Takes a Moment, Cha Cha, and then Grave Digger, which was the mm-hmm. first full band encore performance since 2011, which there was a 10-year-old boy up front with a sign that said Grave Digger, and they took off Say Goodbye and played Grave Digger, which is just another, I don't know, like another nod to the fans in some ways. Like you feel loved in those moments, like they're engaging. Agreed. And so, yeah, and, you know, and I know that there were some people upset about not hearing "Say Goodbye," which is fair. However, being a parent, you know, yeah. my child, my ten-year-old was in the pit with a sign that said, "It's my tenth birthday, and right. I want to hear Grave Digger." Mm-hmm. And Dave, you know, changed the set list for my kid. That's so magical. Like that's just <laughs> I, once I heard that, I was like, "Oh, I love that so much," and I'm so yeah. glad that happened. Yeah. So epic. 
epic. I mean, there was some chatter in our pod text that said, is this the best show of the tour? So yeah, absolutely. 100%. Awesome show and banger. Who would have thought? We thought no one would even be there. And then next up was Mansfield. If you listened to a previous episode, Matt was dreading going. He wasn't excited. And then not happy about it. Not happy. (laughs) Wasn't happy. Wasn't Wasn't happy. happy. And then there was a turn of events. Matt, go. You were there. Yeah. You know, Mansfield is still always Mansfield. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the venue is such a pain to get to mm-hmm. from really anywhere, unless you live in that sort of area. It's very similar. So it's it's very close to Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play, which is not near anything. You have to drive. You know, if you live in the quote unquote greater Boston area, you have to drive at least a half an hour to get there down, uh, you know, down Route 95. And for both locations, there's one way in and one way out. Um, the parking at Mansfield is the absolute worst if you don't pay. They have free parking, but you could. I've been stuck there till 2 a.m. not moving, and it's just, it's hard. The bathroom situation is also a challenge. There's always lines. There's not enough bathrooms, et cetera. All of that being said, <laughs> I went with my daughter and my wife, and you know, we got there. We took my daughter last year, my daughter Grace, to SPAC. It was a bit much for her. She was really tired. We had a big day of travel, et cetera. Yeah. Um, this time she was she was more raring to go. We tailgated. We brought our tent so that we didn't get wet, um, which not everybody else tailgating did. <laughs> and so we were, you know, kind of like just watching all the people get wet and stuff like that. So during the tailgate, it was just spitting a little bit, but it definitely was threatening to to rain harder. And um, one thing about, you know, about going to see the band is it's gotten expensive. And as as I was looking at tickets for, um, you know, for all of us, um, because we're going to so many shows and, and all of that, um, I opted for the outdoor tickets, which uh, Mansfield, this is another funny thing that Mansfield did. Mansfield used to have a huge lawn and they... Um, put seats in for like the front half of the lawn. There's still a lawn, but now there's all these what they call bleacher seats, which are outdoors, not underneath the pavilion. And we were four rows back in that section, right in the middle. Sound was amazing. One of the best sounding shows I've ever been to um, from where from my vantage point. And, you know, we could see like five screens. So there was never any doubt about what we what we could see. But when we got to our seats, it was still just sort of spitting a little bit. And then it really did start to rain. And uh, Dave, like, just really rolled right into it with the most rain songs. I, I don't I don't ever remember, like, this amount of songs that reference the rain ever. And... Um, every one of them, we screamed at the top of our lungs, you know, I was, I would tell Grace, my daughter, that it was coming, you know, Uh so Fool in the Rain opened, uh, which as I was like, oh, Fool in the Rain, but I was like, oh, Fool in the Rain, like, of course. Oh my God, we're fools. Yeah. And and so I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, like the line, like, so I will stand in the rain till I'm breathless. Like, you know, we were just going crazy. Um, and then to go into JTR, or sorry, Space Between Space first, between. which yeah. I was like, oh, I sent you guys the text because I was I was still like, I was trying to, go, you know, I was in the moment. I'm like trying to go through the lyrics in my head. And then I was like, mm-hmm. it rained during the music video. But then I realized that it there's a lot of references to rain in the actual the song. Yeah. Yeah. Will it rain today? Uh, the rain that falls. The rain that falls. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And then JTR, bro. Bro. <laughs> JTR, bro. JTR. Uh, so that was like. I think that you was got, a... must collectively got so many texts that said, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was, uh, which was really awesome. The sh- As the show went on, it really opened up and started to pour. And we were very happy and content, you know, like it was. I feel like I was at like a Taylor Swift show or something because it was like, <laughs> yeah, give me more, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it really did make a difference uh, in my experience of the show. I don't think that seeing this set list on paper, if I if I was in a dry condition, if I would say, oh, yeah, that was memorable. I would have said, oh, yeah, that was JTR. You know, that was a What You Are tour debut. Um, that was, you know, Cha-Cha second performance. But I don't think I would have said you know, oh, full in the rain opener, space between, you know, like, right, but this, is the, right. this, this was and always will be the rain show. 
Um, I also texted you guys during Nancy's that Grace just like ripped off her rain jacket Amazing. and was just like, I don't need this anymore. And like <laughs> her hair was soaked and like she was just like, you know, kind of like head banging away and stuff. And then, <laughs> you know, un- like we got Stay um, yeah. as the closer, you know, another rain song. Mm-hmm. And that was just that was just awesome. So Mansfield was was great. The, you know, the show was I'll never forget it. Said unforgettable, An unforgettable show uh, in the rain. And I was I honestly was really glad that I was outside. I think it was a different, oh, you know, different sure. experience for sure. um, than, you know, than being covered. So, um, yeah, unforgettable show. Uh, it was great hearing Cha Cha. And it was also great hearing what you are. <laughs> Lost over that tour debut. Yeah, what you are tour yeah. debut late in the set, which they also did in Guilford last year. Yes. Um, night two, they did a late tour debut in the set. Um, one thing I wanted to say too, when we were at Dead and Company, and I know we're not, I don't want to, don't want to talk too much about Dead and Company, but Dead and Company has a great Why way of of closing a set. They always have a like, so they always do the do drum space, and they come back with like a really sort of popular song to get everyone back and. Then they go into like sort of a ballad, like a, a slow song, and then it really builds back up again for the for the closing of the show. And I thought that Mansfield just really knocked that out of the park with, you know, with the end of the show, uh, with the with the What You Are tour debut, and then Nancy's and Stay was just yeah, like sure, yeah, yes, incredible, like, incredible. Yes, that's like I want to I want to walk out on a high. Like I want more. I don't want to know that it's more like that. That's it. But I, I was like after Stay. They, you know, they went off, but I was like, you know, I felt like it could have kept going. And so it was, it was great. I'm so glad I went. Awesome. I wasn't happy about it. but <laughs> I You got Virginia in the rain in the encore too. Another Virginia way. in the rain in the encore. Yes. One of the other rain songs, rain which was awesome. Yeah. That song just sounds incredible. Now it's, it's, uh, it's great. You know, I just think it it really showcases this version of DMB. Mm. Um, and I, I also will say that I also really love, this is my first live. I want you. She's so heavy. Mm-hmm. And I take away I, from Mansfield from watching from afar is how many people were wearing pod t-shirts. Oh, I yes. thought that was incredible. There was so we were tagged in so many pictures and I just can't thank the listeners enough. That was incredible. That was awesome. It really looked like a, an awesome time for uh people to connect to like there was just a lot of mm-hmm. love in mansfield it was like a big it was a big people descended on mansfield and they wore our yeah. shirts it was awesome mm-hmm. um it was the first sellout cl- or close to sellout. there were there were the only seats that were available at showtime were these bleacher tickets that i was talking about like way up like the last couple rows of the bleachers mm-hmm. um lawn was sold out inside the pavilion was sold out and that hasn't happened in Mansfield in a long, long, long time. Um, having seen as many shows as I've seen in Mansfield, um, there were a couple of years in like the mid 20 teens that, um, you know, the place was not empty, but it was, it was, you know, they used to play two nights there and sell both nights out in like the mid, in the, the two thousands. So, um, Wild. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Anything on your end, Sean? Comments on Mansfield? I think it, Mansfield is the the conclusion of a weekend that featured two really well-written set lists. Yeah, I think we talked right. a lot about how special Banger was, and and it was. I mean, it's it's the it's the standout night of the tour so far. And then you fast forward to the next night in Mansfield, a little bit different vibe, but. I, I just think it's it's worth pointing out how uh, it's it's a special set list because of all of the rain references and and you know that's that's obviously not an accident and I I think it's really fun when the band on back to back nights in two different cities and and not to keep not to sound like a broken record but 
during an album tour year. Like it's right. everyone talks about album tour years and you know those set lists get so repetitive. But that hasn't been that was not the case this past weekend at all. These were two set lists in two different cities. It's not like it's SPAC weekend where you're writing a set list for the entire weekend because most people are going to both nights. Mm -hmm. Two totally different um, shows, totally different areas. And I just thought that they were really well-written set lists. So given all the rain that happened this weekend, we thought we would jam about weather-related incidents that affected DMV shows. So let's jam about that. So it rained a bunch. JTR was played three times already on this tour. A listener of ours, Anthony, got JTR three times this tour. So that's fun. A bunch of you did. Uh, bro. bro maybe that'll be our next shirt like it'll just say jtr on the front and on the back it'll say bro <laughs> i don't think we'll sell as many of those as we sell. i don't know shirts, but you never know <laughs> i don't know people might love a jtr shirt yeah uh yes but there has been some weatherly weather related moments um over the history of dmb um and we thought we would just talk about it and go around the room, talk about some weather-related moments that come to mind. I'll kick it to Sean to start us off. So I think, I think for me, um, on a personal note, I have two uh, extremes, if you will, two, two opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of uh, memories that I have involving being at shows in the rain. And I'll, I'll start with the most recent one because it's on the super fun end of the spectrum. And we talked in a previous episode about how much fun Forest Hills was in the rain so with the, the walk around the moon into JTR, the last minute change, the skies opening up. It, it felt like the largest raindrops ever. <laughs> Everybody was uh, completely drenched and it, it seemed like it almost felt like being in that venue that they passed out a lyric sheet and everyone suddenly knew the lyrics. That's, that's what it felt like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's, that's, an all-time moment for me. It was it was just such a, a super fun moment to be a part of. And if you've been part of a, a JTR in the rain, there's not that many of them, to be honest. But if you've been a part of one, it's a pretty special thing. And, and I think shows in the rain can be really special shows for a magnitude of reasons, JTR being one of them. Matt just described the Mansfield night that included basically every DMB song that mentions rain. So so that's that end of the spectrum. And then for me personally, the opposite end of the spectrum was Bristow in 2018, where the show was delayed for about an hour and a half. And uh, as a result of that, the band ended up having to cut the show pretty significantly. They played 15 songs straight through. And it was a very 2018 show, if that makes any sense to you. So it's, we're talking about Can't Stop, Do You Remember, Samurai Cop, That Girl Is You, You and Me, She, Sister, Bayou, uh, Good Night, Thanks for Coming, and yeah, that, you know, two, two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. So the rain, the point here being, rain can do a number of things. It can completely drench you and everyone could in unison sing JTR or you could get Bristow 18. <laughs> you can sing she in the rain. Mm. Dance yeah, nothing quite like that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing quite like that. I have a similar uh, thing that I wanted to share that Sean said. You know, I ju we just talked about Mansfield, you know, always will always be the rain show. You know, I'll never forget it. And I will also never forget another rain show that I was at, which was in New Orleans for Jazz Fest 2013. The band played, the clouds looked like they were as angry as I've ever seen clouds. And if you've ever been in New Orleans, you know, it rains a lot for, for various reasons. The, the, just the geography of the city, there's always rain. So especially at Jazz Fest, you're always prepared for rain. And, uh, but this rain came like, uh, really nothing I've ever seen. It was, it became halfway through the set, very apparent that everyone was uncomfortable. It was, it was preventing you from seeing this. Like that's how much it was. It wow. was raining. It was raining wow. from seeing 
the the um, Jazz Fest is at a, ra- a huge racetrack, and there's all grass, which very yeah. quickly turned to mud. And then the lightning came and the thunder, and they had to cut the set short, which was a huge bummer. You know, you're you're out there you're in the middle of the rain. They say that's it, and you know, that's it. And you have to walk back in like torrential, torrential that people were losing shoes. I had to throw my shoes out. They were just, they were totally wrecked. There Ugh. was just no salvaging the, you know, the opportunity to see music that day. So it can, you know, I, I have such concert anxiety when it comes to the weather. Like I'll <laughs> look 20 days out at like, you know, I'm probably, I'm already watching the weather for Guilford in a month. You know, because- <laughs> <laughs> because because I have such concert anxiety in terms of the weather. But, you know, a few raindrops I can handle, but that was just, you know, a whole nother level of craziness. Sure. Wow. That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that it's a festival, but that it was muddy. <laughs> so. <laughs> but uh, Jeanette, I'm curious, 270 shows. Mm-hmm. You must have had some weather-related incidences. <laughs> like, a lot of weather-related yeah. incidents, right? Yeah. But I mean, and I, I, I think I mentioned this on our first episode ever. Like one of my favorite moments, ever, DMP moments of all time, um, was two step in the rain, uh, June eleventh, two thousand one, um, Giant Stadium. I was all the way at the top, nosebleeds, like top of the stadium. Um, the first so, one to get struck by lightning, if it was yes, the first one, the first one to get struck by lightning. <laughs> I'm so um, glad you're still here, Jeanette. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to tell the story. <laughs> but you know, the whole show was perfect weather, beautiful, and so it was one of those storms that just like came rolling in, like right towards the end, and and very similar to Matt. They play, when they came back out for the encore, they played the space between. So and we were just getting a drop here and a drop there and you're kind of seeing thun- lightning in the in the distance so when you know w- will it rain today everybody screams at the top of their lungs and all that and then then it starts to downpour and then it, we were at the point where we were like are they going to go are they and they just went right into two step and it was as if they had somehow choreographed the storm to go with the music It was just in- incredible. The adrenaline rush was insane. People were running for their lives because of the lightning. Like <laughs> people on the floor were standing on metal floor, right? Like I get oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so they were. I was living my best life. I my hands were in the air. My face hurt. The rain hurt my face so so bad, but I did not care. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. It was incredible. I remember just being so drenched and then like just even walking out like by by the time you know we were walking out the rain had already stopped but everybody was soaked and we were all just sick walking down um the old giant stadium i don't know if anybody's in there but there's like a spiral ramp that goes all the way down walking down that everybody's still singing songs like we were just singing dave songs it was it was just an incredible incredible night i like you know, bad storms, you know, can definitely affect the mood and it'd be like not fun. You know, for example, Jones Beach. I've been to a lot of shows at Jones Beach and there's no roof. And you're you're usually already in the rain when you get there. So you're just kind of like it's it's not like this surprise storm where the band is going to like blow your mind with a song. Like you already know you're wet okay. and you're already like prepared for it. And then if you're anywhere near the pit high tide comes in and then you're standing in the ocean. So it's just, yeah, the water will come up right on, like the the orchestra is right over the water. So when high tide comes, the water does splash up over the, over the orchestra and into, and it creates this like puddle effect, this like huge, like you're like wading in the water, (laughs) looking at the stage. And it's just kind of like, ew, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) But you know, it's it's still it's a gorgeous venue. There's something 
really cool about being basically standing in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> at, you know, it hasn't stopped you from going. <laughs> it hasn't stopped me from going. You're right. Um, one year I was there with my friend Christina and we had already gone last minute. We weren't supposed to go. Some guy was selling premium tickets on on the boards and we were like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So we got babysitters, did the whole thing, went out there. They played, they must have played like five, six songs and then rain delay. So, and again, no cover. So like we're all in the, the you know, the, the grandstand area, which is like one big, uh, like a, a, I guess like a huge, one side of a stadium is kind of how I, could, I would describe it, right? You know, there's vendors and stuff in there. We're all, all how many people that can fit Jones Beach are in this tiny little like hallway, like waiting for the show to start. And I mean, we were in there for maybe like 30, 40 minutes. And then finally they called it and on the screens they are like rescheduled for tomorrow night. And I'm just like, oh, tomorrow night, Mr. Jenny D&B is on a work trip. I don't have a babysitter for tomorrow night. You know, I'm like, what am I going to do? And I have these like premium tickets. They were like fifth row. I'm like, this sucks, you know? Yeah. And so I hemmed and hawed all day and I'm like, I can't go. Christina kept, are you sure you can't go? I'm like, I can't go. Find somebody else. Like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And it was like, I Jones Beach is not an easy venue to get to from New Jersey. It's not an easy venue to get to from anywhere. Let's be honest. Like, it's on Long Island, not, you know? No, it isn't. So much traffic. And I was like, it's like 5 o'clock. I'm, I would never make a 7.30 show at this point. And I don't, I just put out one last Hail Mary call to someone who I knew had teenage kids. And I was like, you, your kids want to watch my kids? And she was like, sure. I have never driven so fast to somebody's house to pick somebody up in my life. And then we made it. We literally walked in and we're, we were standing in our seats and they opened with the last stop. And I couldn't believe I couldn't believe I made it. Could not That's believe cool. I made it. But so, I mean, I guess it's not that bad of a story. It kind of has a happy ending, but. Yeah, definitely a happy ending with a last stop yeah. opening. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah. The only rain moment I had was um, Forest Hills and it was epic. The other weather related, yeah, the other weather related incident I think about is the gorge in 2021. It was so smoky. This is Ugh. completely different, opposite. Not yeah, wet. We're at talking all. about the elements. We're talking about the elements. We're talking about the elements. We're going to go the complete other end, which is so dry that my nose started bleeding during a song, during like best of what's around or something. Like there was like blood down my nose. Like, what the hell? It was so dry, and I definitely think it affected Dave's voice by night three. Like, it was mm-hmm. just really scratchy, hard to breathe, climate change. You know there's forest fires happening, and you're like, this is terrible. This is, like, awful. And for me, as the activist I am, I just kept thinking, like, I couldn't I couldn't. Our planet's on fire. Yeah, the planet yeah. is on fire. Yeah. We have some weather issues here, like, the whole weekend. So good and bad, good and bad, complete extremes there. Sure. Uh, Trisha, were you also at – um? Back in 2013, I think it was, where it was a Memorial Day weekend show and it was like 40, it was like 30 something degrees and like nobody was prepared for this weather and it rained. Yeah. And I and Dave had to wear a scarf and had a heater on stage all weekend. I totally was there and I totally <laughs> don't remember the cold, which is so Oh, funny. really? I don't remember I, it. But I remember him having a scarf on, but like I don't remember what I wore. Oh, I was I was, I was say, I'm so surprised cold. you wouldn't remember Scarf Dave. Yeah, Scarf like Dave is my favorite Dave. Scarf Dave is Scarf Dave is my favorite Dave for sure. But I remember being like not prepared for this because I was like, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's the summer now. Like, duh, it's not. <laughs> it's May still, <laughs> and I had we had to go to like Target and buy clothes because we I was not I was I brought summer clothes because I was not thinking properly, and it I just remember freezing the whole entire weekend. But again, being rewarded by the band because both nights set lists were incredible. I think like they liberated Joyride, right? I think they liberated JTR. Um, it was incredible weekend, um, and Scarf Dave. No, I mean, Scarf Dave. I was actually I was there for uh, the Sunday show. Never miss a Sunday show. And mm-hmm. uh, my friend was really cold and headed back after Ants, which was the the encore closer. And then they play. They came out for a double encore and played double Halloween. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was it was crazy. I mean, he heard it on his way back. It was like his favorite song, and he heard it on the way back to the car. So, oh, that's uh, heartbreaking. It was a yeah, total total heartbreaker. But I think I think the bottom line, just to sort of put a fine point on this conversation, is that 
the weather is such a sensitive moving target you know it could go one way just a little bit too much and you'll get you'll get the bristow show that sean was describing you know and it can go just a little bit in the other direction and you might get the mansfield or forest hills experiences that we just got so yeah um, also the the opposite right it could be so hot Oh yeah, you know that like you, you it's could not be healthy. Like I've seen people drop like flies, flies in that pit. Yep. You know where people go down. I mean, you have to be super careful and hydrate. Yeah, Nationals Park. I was there and it was a hundred degrees all day, literally one hundred mm-hmm. degrees, and it was in the nineties with like incredible humidity for the whole show, and it was like, well, it was like you were swimming, you know, the whole time. Yeah. There is one thing, obviously, that the band can't control, right? They can control the venues they play at. They can control uh, the sound. They can control the set list. You can go on and on, the lights, all of it. They're in control of all of that. And then, of course, the one variable that nobody can control is the weather. So in a lot of ways, you know, they're, they're kind of at the same mercy as we are as fans. So I'm, I'm sure Except that they that have a roof over their heads. No matter what the venue Uh, they're at. They do have a roof. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But frustration all around. Right. 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 But yeah, I mean, I mean, for the most part, they've given us, they've rewarded us for having shitty weather, you know, or they haven't. And the last few shows they have rewarded us. And I, I truly appreciate that. You know, as we head into our last segment, where are you going? I'm thinking about the rain that probably is coming up. And it's like, maybe we should need some pod that Jane likes ponchos. Ooh, raincoats. Yeah. (laughs) It feels like it's going to be a rainy summer. I don't know. But um, why don't we talk about where we're going next in our last segment? Where are you going? Well, Jeanette and Matt are at City Field, so we know where they're going. Yeah, Jeanette just got off the bus for a second to grab us some snacks. She'll be right back. Mm, Sandwiches. (laughs) I got us some sandwiches. Sandwiches. (laughs) The band is in, will be Burgettstown this weekend in Merriweather in Maryland and heading into the next weekend, which will be Deer Creek, which is, which will be a big weekend. It's a big weekend. Yeah. Weekend as they call it. Is Creek End the same weekend as your Fenway shows? Nope. Fe- no, our Fenway, Fenway shows are this weekend coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we have four Man shows. Are, yeah, Men are doing nights. four shows in five days. I yeah. did not realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are going to be bent and broken. Sure. See if you want to show up Monday if, you, if you're going to be doing it in bed, the recording, <laughs> laying down in bed. Broken. We're going to be, we're going to be, well, I'm, Jeanette's, Jeanette's got a couple more shows, but I'm going to be heartbroken on monday while we're recording so maybe we should talk about sad things that day (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll talk about that so you can keep it alive in your heart yeah Yeah. but then you'll you'll be going to guilford and you'll yes that's right that is going to get me out of my funk guilford i'm already looking at the weather you know it's looking all right so far (laughs) you have a custom shirt (laughs) yes yes the shirts should be arriving next week that'll be something that'll get me out of my out of my dead and company funk too yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. It's almost here. Anybody else going anywhere else? I mean, no, so not, not going up. anywhere. Yeah, I'm not. But this is, I think, a, even though it's it's not a, even though it's not a one stop weekend for the band, I I do think that uh, both of these venues could be a lot of fun for people who are in the area, have tickets going to these shows. Burgess Town is a venue that the band has played a lot going back to the mid '90s. Merriweather, total opposite end of that spectrum. It's a venue that the band has not played all that often. But if you live in the Northeast, I, I can't recommend Merriweather enough. It's it's a great venue, a beautiful venue, a venue that was remodeled a couple of years ago. Uh, so it, it should be a, a, a really fun weekend for people who are in attendance at either of those shows or both of those shows. It, it could be a, a fun weekend, especially coming off of the weekend that we talked about a little bit earlier. Lots of reasons for excitement heading into this this weekend. And which right. show is it that we get the Friday Night Concert Series for? Burgettown. It's Burgettown. Okay, that'll be 
while Jeanette and I are recovering from City Field, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll listen to that listen getting to ready that, for yeah. Fenway. Yeah, I am um, Merryweather is actually on my bucket list of venues that, that I haven't been to. When you look up like the top 10 venues in the country, Merryweather is always on that list. So I, I anticipate a great show there. Also, fun fact, Burger Sounds where I caught my stick from Carter. Oh, it is a fun fact. You know, I love that. And for anybody that doesn't know, Burgettstown's in Pennsylvania and close to Pittsburgh. Close to yep. Pittsburgh. And uh, Meriwether is in Maryland. Yep. That'll be exciting. Good. So we'll have some shows. I'm on a I'm on a little bit of a reprieve until your creek. And then I don't have anything planned in July. So we'll see where we all end up in July. Maybe we'll all be at Guilford. Who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Or PNC or Jones. Last minute. You don't yeah. know. Or Camden. Right. Who knows? Plenty yeah. of plenty of venues in July to discuss. I will say that we, uh, as we were all in Philadelphia together, uh, we did just sort of stare off into the Camden distance. Sure did. <laughs> Longingly. Yeah, together. we sure did. We Every time we drove down Delaware Ave, we were like, oh, look, there it is. Camden. Is that what you remember? Home, what I remember? Home yeah, sweet home. Still there. Home sweet home. Still there. <laughs> what I remember is some real... Some real geeks over here singing Billy Joel all weekend and Ooh. deciding to add that to their concert. That packets, might be but. a co- that might be a 2023 concert edition. You know, yeah. Billy Joel at the at Madison Square Garden. The four of us. Well, just, we have to convince Trisha to come. Yeah, but. I'm not there, but you know, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe you guys were. Didn't really you promise crazy. us one of your New Year's resolutions in the beginning of the year? And we have it on. We have it on air. We have record record. Recording proof of this. You said you were going to go see three new artists this year. You got Dead & Co. You got Dermot. Oh, that's right. You need one more. more. Billy Joel calling your name. Oh, boy. I was going to slide in Goose (laughs) at the Levitate Festival and go hang out with him. We'll see. We'll see. We did also get Trish DMB 23 out to the Dead and Company after party, which we'll talk about in our Dead and Company episode as well, (laughs) which was amazing. I will talk about that at some point. It was was, amazing. It was uh, (laughs) super fun, super late night. It was a super strenuous show on the body, but you did get me out. It was super fun. I'm glad I did it. Well, thanks, guys. It was fun to hang out with you tonight. Always a pleasure. Always. Have fun. Maybe you guys will like spin. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll spin. (laughs) Maybe we already are. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, guys. Till next week. See you on the road. We'll see you next week. week.